Welcome to the Hotel Analyst Podcast. This week we have Andrew Sangster, the Editorial Director of Hotel Analyst, and me, Chris Bow, the Editor of Hotel Analyst, back just together again uh, for our, one of our regular episodes looking at some uh, points of interest from the hotel investment landscape that have caught our eye over the last week or so. Now, with us all it's stuck down in the middle of a coronavirus lockdown, we're all wondering, well, Andrew's already looked at how bad it might be, how long it might be, and now we're starting to look at what we can find out for you guys uh, about how things might start picking up. And so we've we've done a, a little piece this week for our prospective pers- subscribers looking at how the upturn might shape itself. Will it still be an L? Will it be a swoosh? Will it be a U or will it be a V, the recovery graph? Well, um, one of those one of the key aspects uh, of all of that apart from what governments do will be what the consumer feels they're able to do once the uh, lockdown is released uh, and so we've been looking at uh, some of the different angles uh, and different surveys that are coming out and different kind of uh, people taking uh, taking the temperature and and viewing opinions around the consumer space andrew what do you think of what we've found so far are you are you more optimistic or still <laughs> quite quite pessimistic yeah I, I mean i guess it, it's surprising um for me to find that you know we are such outliers in terms of our pessimism that there is a great deal of optimism about i still think that's unfounded um i i think we are in for a um, at least a medium-term period of semi-lockdown. I mean, the scenario we painted a nearly, well, gosh, uh, in mid-March, wasn't it, where we first had this um, unfold? Mm. Um, and we talked about there, and we looked at uh, the research from Imperial College, which the UK government was using for its uh, uh, sort of program of how it was going to be dealing with this whole thing. And it, reading that research. Uh, there's only one conclusion is is that we are stuck here for 18 months two years um it's very difficult to see how we get back to any sense of business as usual uh when we've got this on again off again on again off again lockdowns which are going to be likely now that is a pessimistic view i I know it is but i think (laughs) it's a realistic view um so i I would give the example of singapore so i mean as recently as the end of march singapore was being held up as this great poster child this is how we can all emerge from the crisis they were totally on top of it they had fantastic testing they had fantastic tracing all was going to be good if only we were more like singapore well guess what's happened in april they've come down with a full-on lock lockdown they've you know, they used to have their schools open they had most of their businesses open they've shut the lockdown um and that's the reality and what happened is singapore had a bunch of outbreaks uh in places that had no record of having the virus before and and now they've got the highest level of outbreaks they've ever had and this is despite you know having very good uh, testing very good tracing um, and having some degree of of lockdown despite all of that they've still had this upsurge in infections and which has led to this total lockdown and you can see a similar thing playing out in hong kong similarly in taiwan similarly in south korea all which are praised um, because of how they've done this now of course out in asia they had the sars epidemic which it was kind of like a uh, a forerunner a taster 
booster for what we've got here um sars of course was much deadlier so it, it died out quite quickly because it wasn't a very effective virus at spreading unfortunately this is a super effective virus at spreading um and so a lot of the measures which killed off sars don't seem to be having the effect here um so let's have a, you know i've just talked about singapore what about south korea again they're testing more than any other country globally um they've already opposing a 14-day quarantine on any overseas visitors and now they're suspending visa-free entry for many countries and they're actually banning any visitors who have unnecessary and non-urgent purposes which is basically you know most business travelers i would suggest most all tourism is out the window so i would suggest that we're talking about a partial release of some of the lockdowns over here in europe denmark austria and the czech republic are are talking about well you know we can ease some of these restrictions well and suggest- austria is going to start opening up some shops next week i think well well exactly yeah. and, I, and i think what will happen is we'll get a month or two in of that and then we'll have another all in lockdown um and and, and <laughs> this we are gonna go through this on again off again on again off again period and you can't run a tourism or hospitality business on this basis it's just not viable um so and what we've got is you know hotels which are open for say quarantined workers or the homeless or hospitals i mean it's not a substitute for normal business and most hotels are just not going to be able to open i would suggest so uh, i'm i'm not at all optimistic um that we're gonna see a way through this um and, and for a good couple of years uh, that's at that point and and then the whole world is going to be so dramatically changed and this is before we start talking about the scale of the the disaster which is happening in the broader macroeconomic piece so the organization for economic cooperation development the big sort of rich country club um, they are saying that for every month in lockdown typically a country is suffering a two points gdp drop so this is going to go on and you know and this is if this is going on for months which it most likely is it's a huge hit biggest hit we've ever seen in terms of the crash far far more than happened in 2008 and it's looking like it's worse than in the great depression so this is you know this is a monster um area of pain and i you know i i think we've people have to start being realistic about how long this is actually going to take it's going to take a long while it's going to be very difficult very severe hospitality will come back no question the future for hospitality the future for operational real estate and experience businesses remains very very good but it is going to take a while for it to come back online and then it's going to take a even longer while for it to climb back to anything like the levels we've been enjoying up until now and on that happy note let's move forward yeah. to what's going to happen next well there's uh the, one of the other topics we've been looking at is is what the private equity players will do um will that when will they move and how will they move uh there's a suggestion that uh, there's about two trillion dollars sitting around in uh, the private equity bank vaults ready to pounce on things um there's obviously issues perhaps currently with some of the their current investments which may need nursing and some cash help to keep them uh, afloat 
But the question is, will they uh, dive in and start looking for bargains with, uh, with lowered share prices and uh, people in, in kind of revenue defaults? Uh, or as some people have suggested, will they tread a little bit more carefully because it's not a banking crash this time, it's a kind of humanitarian disaster effectively. Um, and mm. so more than one person that I've spoken to said that um, they'll, they'll be a little bit more tempered in their behavior because, um, hey, they need to look like good corporate citizens. I'm, I'm not sure on that point specifically, that's going to last very long once it starts getting really tough. Sure, right now, everybody is still remembering the good old days where boards were worrying about you know, their environmental, social and governance. Um, but I think as it gets really tough, it's going to be much more show me the money and that's what's going to matter. And it's about, and you know, private equity is going to be vulture again. They're going to be vulture funds and they are going to be picking at carcasses. Well, some of, one of the things, one of the things somebody else pointed out, uh, I think it was in uh, on, the, on the, the virtual hospitality tomorrow conference uh, was that, you know, these, these funds are duty bound to look for decent returns. You know, they're, they're, Quite, quite often they've got a bit of money in their pot that's come from pension funds and pension funds actually need uh, good returns. They can't be doing it centrally where they need to look like they're kind of um, reliable, um, well-behaved citizens. So, but. Absolutely. And I, I, I think the, they, they need to make money yeah. and everybody is going to be needing to make money and it's going to, the pressure is going to be on, which and uh, historically what has always happened in periods like that, the those sort of nice to have rules tend to go out the window and mm. unfortunately it's it's going to be a period like that as we've just been discussing um so to that one um in terms of when they're going to deploy well that's an interesting mm. one it does depend on how long and how bad you see this going for me i think there are other sectors of the economy which are going to take a clear hit right now for this but as we get into a period of if you like semi-lockdown those other sectors are going to look much more attractive than hospitality which is just going to be look bombed out for a long while mm. um, and these other sectors i think are where that the initial deployment is going to be and you know ours hotels are going to be towards the back of the queue for this so even within hospitality you would say actually domestic um, bars and restaurants are they're much more promising where there's domestic demand that will come back and that will come back sooner even if it we've all got to sit on a bar stool with a sort of a two meter line drawn around <laughs> us when we're sitting on our bar with a stool. tape I mean, at our feet yeah. well we, yeah i mean if again if you look in asia that's actually what they're doing they're doing this in the restaurants the social distancing there within the restaurants if they're literally they are you know some of them has gone as far to do that you've got to sit apart um I mean, there's all sorts of operational issues in terms of return running a place like that, but at least you can get, get some trade in. Whereas, you know, and, and I think hotels will be able to open and get some trade in as they are in China, but it's going to be really weird trade. It's going to be <laughs> quarantined workers potentially, or it could be not so much of in, in the West really, but um, of the quarantined workers. But there will be a little bit of domestic tourism, but, you know, who's going to be booking a, you know, a hotel if there could be a another tighter lockdown on the way so maybe a short break thing just down the road you know um with an easy driving distance you might get you will get some of that there's no question and you could well get a you know and there's going to be a whole group of people who aren't going to be particularly impacted 
by this in terms of if you're a public sector worker if you're in the grocery trade and you know there are areas which are actually at the end of the day booming with this so clearly healthcare is booming healthcare workers they're just going to be hiring more and more people um grocery they're hiring more and more people the deliveries are hiring more people but but that is very much the minority of of the overall economy the rest is i think going to be hit quite hard and some areas which is of which hospitality is is just being devastated right now so i i i think from from when they will start looking i why if you were a private equity fund would you start looking at hospitality anytime within the next i would suggest year because i'm not i'm just not convinced there's going to be you know we're going to be at the bottom till we're we're into sort of this time next year when there's true pain out there when people have pretty much given up on trying to cost save um they'll realize actually you know we've got a trade now um we've we've got to get out with what we can that's the point at which private equity would deploy i would suggest not not this year now let's take a look at uh, perhaps arguably the most affected uh, market in europe that's spain where uh, very few holidaymakers from northern europe will be heading this summer it would appear um and the situation while the numbers are starting to level off in terms of uh, coronavirus deaths in spain and the measures they've taken they look to be uh, having at least an initial impact now uh, there are bigger problems afoot with uh, a lot of the hotel sector in the country, um, not least those that operate on a seasonal basis. And in fact, we heard, I think, some from Hospitality Tomorrow yesterday that someone was suggesting anecdotally that, that some of the uh, seasonal operators around the, the coast of Spain are already talking about abandoning this year and planning for April 2021. Um, so that's pretty bad in terms of revenues um, but the flip side is we, we understand that everyone is uh, currently sharing the pain and um, being mm. quite kind of moderate in their responses to one another in terms of uh, leases that aren't being paid and uh, all that sort of thing but will that so good news uh, about time i had some good news tui um is highly likely to still be around the german government have stumped up 1.8 billion euros um, in terms of a loan it'll probably have to stump up more to keep it there but it does seem determined to keep TUI going and that's Europe's biggest tour operator that's a hugely important delivery mechanism for southern European um, uh, tourism countries uh, so southern European countries dependent on tourism now just looking at this i don't think spain is going to be the hardest hit i think you're going to go further east along the med and if you're still within europe i would suggest um greece and croatia um are going to be devastated um they're weaker economies to start with um greece as we know has been through all sorts of very difficult debt situations um I think Greece also, if it stays within the euro, is going to be really challenged because at least, you know, what you need to do with Croatia, devalue, you can make your offer much more attractive by pricing it down. Greece doesn't have that option if it stays within the euro. So I think Greece has huge, huge challenges ahead. It has very, very little domestic tourist um they can call on spain at least has a you know a, a reasonable sized domestic travel travel and tourism business um which will keep some of the particularly the urban hotels afloat i think the canaries and the costas are really going to suffer in the balearics but um 
but for Greece it's significantly worse and uh, gosh gosh it, that is going to be really tough I think for Greece. Um, Collier's uh, put out a very interesting study um, called Impact of Coronavirus on Tourism in Europe and they highlighted Greece as the, the most vulnerable country of the 23 countries they looked at in that report this report came out sort of 30th or 31st of march um and they're absolutely right and the the three scenarios collie has painted one was a recovery by june one was a recovery by the autumn and one was a no recovery until into 2021 well as any eagle-eared listener will know <laughs> you know i'm firm firmly of the belief we're going to get into 2021 um and whilst you know as collier says it's, it's pain throughout europe on on that which i would agree with uh these but the the the, the level of restructuring that's going to have to go on in the greek tourist market is going to be you know immense um it's going to be quite astonishing i think um because uh, collie has dis- described it as all hands on deck for greece again um and i think that's um going to be very much the the case I mean, we're sorry we're such a been such a, a downbeat duo this week it all seems to be about bad news and coronavirus but that's the way life is um we're all looking forward to finding our ways out of it and uh, maybe we'll emerge as some have suggested this week leaner and a bit sharper and uh having worked our way into some new more modern more efficient ways of doing business um anyway for the meantime we wish you well we'll see you next week bye now